seen Lana Del Rey's got a new album coming out. Has she? Oh, she's got a new song out and it's come out already. Really? No, stop it. No, stop it. No, it's so good. No, Neem, I'm going to cry. just make you want to fall in love and like run through a flower field i mean scrap that actually it makes me want to run through a flower field with you of House Wine and Wellness with myself, Neve, and Charlotte. In this podcast, we drink wine, get all up in our feels, and most importantly, we keep it 100% real. Hey. Welcome back. If you're new to the podcast, hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming on this journey with us, which it has been a journey indeed so far. This absolutely chaotic journey. Welcome on board. I know. So obviously we set off the New Year to a bang with our episode New Year's Same Us. If you haven't given that a listen, then I recommended that you listen to that one before listening to this one. No sneak peeks. Stop cheating. Yeah, go back and listen to the archives. Go back, you little snake. You can't listen here if you haven't already listened to that one. Did I say that? Sorry. I was like, I can't remember I said it once and I was like, back off you slippery little snake. What was that about? You slip the back, slip, you like slip the back to where, where you came from. Slip the back to where you came from, you slippery little snake. <laughs> you slippery little snake. I was going to say that you just said archives then, and when I was younger, I used to think it was archives. When I was younger, that's a lie. I was in like year nine. <laughs> it, was, it was this morning. <laughs> I remember I was, I was like, oh, how, how do you um like put something in the archives on Instagram? <laughs> and everyone was like, <laughs> in the what new? How are you this week? I'm really, really good. Obviously, it's really Monday. <laughs> I know. We have to act like but, it's Wednesday. I know, yeah. But, um, no, it's, I'm really good. I've had a very good start to the week. Um, very exciting news that I had that I've already shared with Charlotte, but I'll share with you guys too, that I got a little cheeky DM on my poetry page today asking me to be a featured poet of the month for next month which is February, and I'm very excited about that. Really? So that's going to be in a really good mood. So um, I know, so that just set my week off with a bit of a bang. How about you? How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm making my way through many a deadline. Making my way downtown, <laughs> walking fast, getting the deadlines done so I can pass. Do, do, do. I don't know what with these little like. Do you not think I'm actually really good at freestyling? Every so often you just freestyle and I just sit back and I'm just like, wow. <laughs> I remember the one I did about Boris, but then we ch- I couldn't remember what I said. Yeah, it, can, it, that's the thing. They're like one off, so you just have to hope that. You yeah. Can't recreate. No. 
How are you coping with their bands? But like most people listening are probably students, so I feel like everyone's got their head a little bit under the sand at the moment with work. How, how are you coping? It's pretty hard to self-motivate when you're stuck inside. Um, I think everyone definitely feels that no matter what they're doing. Yeah. But in a way, having deadlines, like having something to work towards almost does give me motivation because I have no choice. Yeah, well, literally, it's either you do it and you work and you get stuff done or you fail. Literally. So in a way, it's kind of making me get up and do work because I'm like, I actually have to meet this deadline. I actually do have to do this. Like, I thought it was a joke. Um, and then I'll go emails asking where my work is. Currently, this degree is something that I've signed up for, so. Sure I was just here for the social. <laughs> Good that you're working through it. I feel like with things like that, you just have to like not put too much pressure on yourself, but like push yourself to get done what you can get done in a day. So you got it, girl. You're shining. I see you. I see you. <laughs> so before we get on to the hot topic, we're going to do a recce boo recommendation. So um, I've got a recommendation this week that is a book. And it is called Codependent No More by Melody Beattie. Very interesting name. It's a compassionate and insightful look into codependency, which is the concept of losing oneself in the name of helping another. She's like an ex-alcoholic and ex-drug addict. I'm not too far into it. I'm like less than halfway through. Yeah, so she used to have like codependency. No, she used to have like a dependency on like alcohol, obviously, and like drugs. And then she... Like she starts off by talking about how um, it's more often the people that are supporting those with the addictions that are more damaged even after the person that was addicted heals and recovers and seeks the help they need. It's, it's the family members that are the codependent ones because they've lost themselves trying to help that person. And then they're just like a shell of themselves. She's just like trying to communicate this idea that we are the only ones that can like make changes in our lives, but we cannot make changes in other people's lives. Yeah. And I think as people, we're so hell-bent on like, not obviously not everyone, but I know that sometimes you can get so caught up with wanting to help others that you feel like you're almost like you lose the sense of self. Yeah. So far, it's actually really good. It's just like different people's stories. Uh, the first chapter is called Other Stories. So it's like people that have been married to um, all sorts of addicts and lost themselves. And the book opens with a little quote. It says, it is not easy to find happiness in ourselves and it is not possible to find it elsewhere. Like the whole concept of the book is it's not easy to be fulfilled and happy in yourself, but it is possible. It's just, it takes work, but it's not possible to find it elsewhere. Mm. So yeah, I'm only like 25 pages deep, so not too sure how it's going to pan out, but it's good so far. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, it's just like a perception book, isn't it? It's like opens your mind to different ideas and... Like, it's crazy when, like, you resonate with something and then you sort to, like, you sort of start to apply. Like, apparently in one section, there's like, a whole chapter of, like, um, almost, like, self-tests. Part one, what's codependency and who's got it? Part two, the basics of self-care, which I'm really excited to get onto that bit because it's all about detachment. Don't be blown about by every wind is the name of one chapter. I love that. Set yourself free. Remove the victim. Undependence live your own life, have a love affair with yourself, Um, learn the art of acceptance, feel your own feelings, anger, yes you can think, set your own, set set your own own goals, (laughs) set your own goals, (laughs) communication, learning to live and love again, 
and then something called a 12-step program. So I think the part that I'm in now is the other people's narratives. And then I'm going to get onto the parts where I can start applying things to myself. You know, in a book where you sort of power, not powering through, like it's interesting, but I'm more interested in like the art of self-care that she talks about. This is the 25th anniversary edition. So she wrote this years ago, but it's another edition. I'm going to Google it. Oh my God, you'll never believe when it came out. When did it come out? 1986. What? This book is older than me. <laughs> 1980s. Older yeah, than we us. We worked that out if we counted back 25 years. <laughs> we're like, it's 25th anniversary. And then we realise it came out 25 years ago. And we're like, what? What is your recce boo? <laughs> <laughs> so here's how we've normalised a recce boo. Recce boo, short for recommendations, guys. Get with the programme. I don't even want to say recommendation anymore. It's so boring. It's just recce's or nothing. It's recce's or not. <laughs> um so yesterday mm-hmm. a documentary about princess diana and i promise after this i'm done talking about her i'm done talking about the royal family no i'm so here for it me and my dad had an argument about prince philip yesterday in the kitchen no charles he does such good imp- impersonation of him remind me to get my dad my dad needs to feature because his impersonation of prince charles is unreal like he did it as a joke he does the whole like head bow head and everything bow. like it's actually it's the head bow for me. Why can't he live, hold his own head up? He defo needs a physiotherapist if he hasn't had one already because like his this. neck is like crooked. And then he's like, Diana, why are you so annoyed that I'm going out of Camilla? Well, the thing is. <laughs> carry on, carry on, because we're going to end up getting into a whole spleen. <laughs> Guys, that, if you haven't listened to last week's. You won't no. understand. Yeah. Last week's episode, you won't understand that joke, so that's going to show the real fans. Yeah, it actually will. So I watched Diana in her own words, which is a Netflix documentary. So basically, when she was alive, this book came out. Her book? Well, so she did secret interviews with a journalist, and he published it, but didn't say that she'd had involvement. And then when she died, he revealed that she had. Mm. Interesting, interesting. It's going to go off Netflix by the end of January, so you need to watch pretty soon. Interesting. Queen's like, uh-uh. Yeah, literally. It was heartbreaking, but it was so good. Like, it was just her actually speaking and, like, saying about her wedding and how she found, like, being in the public eye. And it was just so sad. Like, she was so unhappy. And it was so painfully obvious that she was so unhappy. And I think it was so important that she had her side heard. Did it call Diana in her own words? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched it, but I've seen it. I wasn't sure if I'd find it like interesting, but because it's actually her speaking, mm. it's so interesting. And she was like, they showed like videos from her wedding, and she was like, "Oh, that was the worst day of my life." Oh, die! It's hard. Like she was, and she was mad, right? She was nineteen. I know it's crazy because at nineteen, you're not even like you don't even really know yourself. So to get married at nineteen when you haven't even fully developed your personality, the person I was when I was nineteen is not the same person I am now. Like we're not, I wouldn't even recognise her in the street. I'd be like, who are you? Like she was talking about when she found the bracelet that Charles had made for Camilla oh. when he wore the cufflinks on holiday. Like she's she spoke about that. I think what I liked so much about it is like obviously you never ever heard her side no because she was silenced quite a lot yeah and even in the crown like a lot of it was made out to be that she was really difficult and stuff yeah yeah it is literally in her own words because it's her speaking and i feel like she deserves that (laughs) after everything that happened she deserves people to hear what she has to say 
top recommend recu, sorry who am I? I was about to say recommendations top recce booze from us so what are we talking about this week charlotte this week we are talking about putting people on pedestals and taking them off the damn pedestals yep so me and charlotte found ourselves asking each other the other day why is it that we put people on a pedestal and like what like put them in this hierarchy above us and almost like look at them for validation and like seek approval and we think we're so much lower than them why is it where does that stem from why do you think it is I think there's two reasons I think the first personally comes from a place of like low Mm self-esteem I think it can very easily happen when you don't feel that confident or you meet someone and you naturally compare yourself to them and you feel like less than them then it's easy to put them above you yeah and I think in conjunction with that is social media is a massive factor in that people obviously present their best selves on social media and if you get to know someone through social media it can be very easy to see them as this like perfect put together figure that you then take their entire being and then like the amount of people I put on a pedestal simply from their Instagram accounts is ridiculous like influencers yeah or even just like people that you don't know yeah yeah random people and you're just like that because their Instagrams are so well done you instantly Mm -hmm. put them on this pedestal because they their lives appear to be so much better than everyone else's yeah I understand like I do understand that it's just this idea, isn't it, where we sometimes we can feel quite intimidated by someone. Mm. So we just put them on a pedestal. And I think a lot of us putting someone on a pedestal is us, like, externally projecting. So, for example, you can, like, build a whole picture, an idea of who someone is, even if you barely know them. And you project this personality onto them and you put them on this pedestal, they're great, they're doing this, they're doing that, like, and it's literally like you put them on a shelf above you, like, they're higher to reach, they're harder to get to. More often than not, they don't even ask us to do that. We're the ones that put them on the pedestal. I've done it with people in the past, and I've literally put them on a pedestal, and then realised, almost being annoyed at them, because it's like, why do you, why do they think they're so much better than me? But it's normally just been that I've felt quite intimidated by them when like I wasn't really sure of myself. So they've intimidated me. I put them on a pedestal and then I get annoyed at them for like climbing up there. They didn't climb up to that shelf. I put them up there. It was me. It was me my, my insecurities projected onto them. And then I raised them above me because I thought they were better than me. And then I'll often like meet these people a little bit later in life. And I'll think... I really made you out to be something that you're not. When in reality, you're actually so boring. (laughs) (laughs) But like, we feel, sometimes we can feel intimidated by someone that's looks-wise, personality-wise, we're feeling a little bit insecure and they seem really secure. We put them on this pedestal, we almost put them in their own little bubble, like we consider them to be quite untouchable. And oh my God, I'm so lucky they've chosen me to be their friend or their girlfriend or, you know, the person they're interested in at the moment. So lucky. Well, matter of fact is no no one's looking in the situation like they're not above you you're not above them like be secure in yourself I do think that people on pedestals do, like does come from insecurity but like definitely how we like externally project that idea that like we're lackings and they're not lacking as much as we are so they're better than us yeah when you were talking then I was just like thinking about how we 
put people on pedestals and that's our doing not theirs like no one says I mean very rarely people are like I'm so much better than you like no one does that if you're listening to this and someone has said that to you red flag block the number can I just can I just say that one for the for the gals and boys block 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 just then when you were saying about like projecting your insecurities onto someone else when it's actually nothing to do with them I think sometimes Mm -hmm. it's very easy when you feel like insecure with someone else because they have a confidence that you don't have to mm-hmm. feel less than them and use that as a way to seek validation from them so I think it can be quite easy to like genuinely believe that you not be to genuinely not believe oh I can't speak <laughs> genuinely not understand maybe like why they're with you you know that classic like oh I can't believe that person's picked me blah blah and then you need them to constantly reassure you that they did pick you and that it is you and they haven't changed their mind. And I think sometimes that can be a way of seeking validation from that person when that, like, in that just manifests your insecurities like over and over. I think if you're in a position where you're thinking, like I've had conversations with friends and they've been like, this boy's perfect, I just can't believe he's with me. And I've literally like, and I've definitely said it in the past 100%. And I've had to like stop them and be like, you know, we've had that conversation in the past. And I've been like, please don't put him on a pedestal. He's not perfect. No, none of us are. If someone called me perfect, I'd be like, oh, sorry, no, please don't say that. Like, do you know what I mean? It, no one's perfect. We haven't got it all figured out. No one's got it all together. Like we're all just works in progress. So I think this idea of putting someone on a pedestal, I think when you start to realise everyone's just human trial and errors is how I perceive us like we're all figuring ourselves out we're figuring out who we want to be who we don't want to be figuring out how we want to look how we don't want to look figuring out our priorities that we're all just like experiencing life I think this idea of putting someone on a pedestal is just so unrealistic because why do we place someone above us when they're literally not that different from us at all Mm. even like rich famous celebrities like you'd probably be surprised how many similar habits you have that were like the same as them like we just put all these people on pedestals and And I think the issue with putting people on pedestals is so often that the image that you create of them on the pedestal isn't from what you've seen of them it's from what you hope from them yeah in I think it was in Florence Given's book yeah he says that like you put this idea onto someone and then you feel disappointed because they're not who you thought they would be. But you're not entitled to that disappointment because you put it on that expectation on them in the first place. And that was so true. Like doing. So you then can't blame them for not living up to the expectations that you placed on them. And I think like that's for both of us, like that's such a major factor of it is that so often the pedestals we create are versions of people that don't exist, but that we hope they exist that, that way. And then when they don't live up to their expectation, we feel personally let down. Yeah. Or like, oh, how could they not be the person that I thought they would be? When actually we created that version of them off our own backs and our own hopes for them. And that's not fair on them. No, not at all. It's 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 we're winding ourselves up and we're also being unfair on them. We have like it's our insecurities and like like people's need for validation. 
I think that makes them create these images and I think you see a couple of mannerisms in someone and then that are positive and match what you'd want in a friend or relationship and you cling to that and then you build and build and then you see little characteristics more and more and you're like oh this person's so driven or this person's so this this person's so great this person's so consistent just because they've done it one like a few handful of times and it's made you feel really good you latch on and you build that it's like putting pieces of lego together that they randomly chuck out at you and you're grabbing them and like assembling something they haven't asked you to do that mm. like you're assembling something and then sh it's like you show them the model that you've made and it doesn't look like them and you're like wait what but this is the pieces of you that you gave me that i've seen and it's like well yeah but you they could argue yeah i've shown you those pieces in me but it's not who i am it's just what i portrayed to you yeah. we portray different parts of ourselves to different people all the time depending on how comfortable or uncomfortable people make you mm. I do think obviously there is a certain extent where like someone can genuinely let you down if they've like shown you parts of themselves being consistent and then like on the other way but I think more often than not we are the ones that put them on the pedestals and then we become reactive when they don't fulfill the expectations that we've made of them. Yeah I think there's a huge difference between someone not living up to the expectations they set out for themselves so obviously if someone like makes promises that they don't keep or if they say they're going to do certain things and they don't do them that's very different but placing someone on a pedestal is taking someone that you know or you don't really know and it's your own internal insecurity like you were saying your own internal feelings and insecurities projected yeah it's nothing to do with that person whether it's mm -hmm. a person in relationships and when you're speaking to a friend and celebrity like it's what you think you lack and what you think they have, you project onto them in abundance because you think that they must have more of it because you don't have any of it. Mm -hmm. No, it's so true. And when we do put people on a pedestal, we subconsciously and externally create this like inferior and superior relationship, don't we? They are superior. We are the inferior. And you are creating the power dynamic. Unless they're genuinely doing that on purpose, and that's narcissism, then girl, they gotta go. But it's one of those concepts where sometimes we can be so insecure in ourselves that we crave that inferior, superior dynamic. We want to seek the validation from someone that we've placed above us. We put, place them above us and then constantly look up to them and be like, you still love me, you're still my friend, you still want to be in a relationship with me. That's what I was trying to say earlier, but in like much better words. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't be silly. I also think sometimes we like place people on a pedestal and create this inferior superior dynamic between the two of us and then we almost can sabotage a relationship or a friendship because if we're constantly placing them above us they're going to notice that that we almost look up to them and idolize them and that creates an element of you know it's a bit artificial we're not like raw and natural with each other like here's my flaws we almost act like they don't have any so then they can almost feel like they can't connect to us and we are like constantly playing this role of the victim and then it's like we're not viewing ourselves with our full capabilities because we can't possibly view ourselves as having as much as them or matching their potential and then when they make mistakes it's like 10 times worse because the person on the pedestal would never make a mistake yeah we're like sorry what <laughs> Yeah, no, genuinely, we turn around and we're like, what, you're a human being and you've made a mistake or you've had to say sorry for something. But like, you know, it's just, it's all part of 
the human experience we mess up and we learn and we grow and we change and we lash out and we sometimes we're reactive sometimes we're sensitive we say things we don't mean it's just who we are yeah but when we place these people above us we almost can't believe that they have flaws and that's not fair yeah. so we, it's like we put them in like a glass case and we're just admiring them admiring them, admiring them and they start standing on the glass like let me out i don't want to be in here like you're just staring at me all day you fancy me um it's like well we place them in there and then get annoyed when they want to come out of it yeah i think it's just the best the healthiest way when dealing with putting people on a pedestal is every person you meet view them as being on the same playing field as you and obviously if someone comes from masses of money i understand some people feel then like financially intimidated but again just because they have all this grand stuff don't let it like blow you out the water when you like delve into it there's so many like corridors you can go down of what situations can make us put people on pedestals because we but it all comes around to that loop of us feeling like we're lacking and if they're deliberately like what are you saying what? <laughs> i was just gonna say if they're deliberately trying to make you feel like you're less than them and that's like a big like that's a big sign that like that friend that partner is not for you it's completely different to you know like it's completely natural to say meet someone whether it be or romantic and really really fancy them do you know what i mean it's really really normal but i think that's not the same thing as placing someone on a pedestal because when you place them on a pedestal it's then like their relation to you i think you can easily look at someone and be like oh my goodness they are so this or that or this and that's completely normal but then to turn it to a comparison to you which puts you at a lower point is when it becomes like a pedestal issue if that makes yeah, 100%. Like, I think it all just comes down to what we think we're missing. Yeah. It's just the idea of idolising someone, isn't it? And this, I think there's a difference between, like, healthily... And I admire, like, all my friends. I am your biggest fan. <laughs> but, like, there's no no way would I ever be like, oh, she's so much better than me. Like, we're both just, like, two gals on the white wine trying to figure it out. <laughs> And we live in a society that almost profits off us putting people on a pedestal. We want to look like certain influencers, so we buy their protein shakes and like so on and so forth. We want to look like certain influencers, so we buy the gym where they wear because we put them on the pedestal that they're like in this untouchable realm that we can't enter. And in reality, they've just had like good beginnings. They've been on reality TV and they've just done well, fair play. But there's complete like we need to try and refrain from thinking that in some sort of hierarchy yeah for sure what would you say has been the biggest consequence of putting someone on a pedestal in your person like personal experience biggest con that's such a good question oh the biggest consequence is feeling let down but realizing i it's me that let myself down because i'm the one that projected an idea of them that didn't actually exist i it's like almost like a fan fantasy idea from just little elements that I've seen of someone and the person I actually created them to be in my head didn't exist and then I felt disappointed but it was actually me that made that image of them I ran with what I was being shown and just built and built and built when I didn't really have the grounds to or the means to yeah. I felt I felt like internally let down no externally let down then when internalising that, I realised it was me that caused that in the first place because I put them above me and I admired them and, like, 
unhealthily admired them and just sort of thought they had things that I didn't and I was like wow this person's untouchable they're so this and so that that little like pick me moment where you're like can't we've chosen me yeah and I created that superior inferior dynamic and then I let myself I, I felt let down when they didn't fulfill it but it was me that let myself down because I made that image yeah. and then I had to kind of like process that and be like don't do that again because that wasn't a nice feeling when you realized that someone you created doesn't even exist what about you what would you say the worst consequence has been for you when you've um put someone on a pedestal definitely letting people get away with treating me in ways that they shouldn't have but I didn't think I deserved it yeah yeah that's such a good one yeah my biggest consequence by far as I've placed people on pedestals I've automatically believed that they are better than me or that I'm like insanely lucky to be with with them or around them or know them etc etc and so when they've acted in certain ways or certain things have happened I wasn't that quick to question it or go against it because it fed into my belief that I wasn't that deserving of them if that makes sense yeah for me putting people on pedestals when they don't deserve or belong there yeah is so dangerous in the behavior that that then allows because it gives a sense of believing that however they treat you must be okay because they're this perfect being that's like you know mm-hmm. so that's definitely my like biggest consequence it's just made me let people get away with a lot yeah. more than they should have got away with because I believed that they had the right to act that way because I wouldn't dare question it that's so true isn't it though like it's yeah I love that I love that like the realization that you've had there though honestly Everything that comes out of your mouth, I'm like, we allow things to run that we shouldn't because we have created this idea that they're superior to us. Therefore, any interaction from them is okay because it's just them. They're actually speaking to us. They actually want to be our friend. They actually want to be our partner. And we actually allow so much to run that we just should not we really just need to bring ourselves back down to earth and think "Mm, this behavior isn't acceptable regardless of this image that I've created of you I've let things go on for far too long just because I considered them to be in some sort of superior position to me I'm the one that put them there in the first place they didn't deserve to be there yeah and the only way to stop putting people on that pedestal is to get to a point in yourself where you don't feel like you lack things that other people have. Yeah, literally what I just read at the start of the podcast in this in the book that I recce booed, Codependent No More, literally following from what you just said, it is not easy to find happiness in ourselves and it is not possible to find it elsewhere. So we need to get to a point in ourselves where we realise we're not lacking anything, we're abundant. Everything we have is within us. It's the world outside of us and society that tries to convince us that we don't have enough resources to make ourselves happy yeah. we do we have everything we need inside of us we just need to tap into it when you put people on pedestals you only ever let yourself down mm. you know as much as you get angry at the other person or you try and blame the other person or you feel upset that that mm. person wasn't what you thought at when it comes down to it the only person that you can ever really be annoyed at is yourself and that's not to say that you are wrong for doing that because often we don't even realize we're doing it but it's so important when you do catch yourself doing it to realize that the only person you're harming is yourself because it's you that you're making feel inferior when you're not you almost need to like when you feel so actually got a question for you in like future situations friendships relationships 
if you feel as though you're beginning to feel inferior to someone and you were creating that pedestal again and putting them on it what would you do if you felt yourself slipping back into that habit what would you actively do so right now I feel like I need I'm trying to get to a point to prevent that situation coming around so I'm trying to get Mm -hmm. to a point in myself where I feel secure and whole enough in myself that I don't feel like everyone else is above me Mm -hmm. but for the sake of the question hypothetically um no it's good that you've been honest like it's the same for me I'm like like I said my work is in progress I haven't got it all together I'm still like discovering self-love like I'm still figuring all that out and I think the relate like how many times do we say the relationship that you have with yourself sets the tone for every other interaction you have with anyone for your whole life yeah that's what the podcast is all about wellness I know that there will be time even though I'm trying to get to a point where I can recognize that I am not lacking and that if I see someone with what I deem as more than what I have I don't need to put them above me if I came to be in that situation again anytime soon I'd probably take a step back from it in terms of like its proximity to me because it's so like soul destroying when that's what you've done and then it all comes crashing down like Mm -hmm. and I so I think for me like I need to get to a point in myself that I can recognize when that happens and stop it before it gets too far ahead of itself and if that Mm -hmm. came about before that point I'd probably distance myself from it to just not even give my chance myself the chance to be disappointed that makes sense yeah what about you um same as what you've said really I think if I saw the signs of it obviously they were pushing that dynamic then I wouldn't get involved um whereas before it's sort of like draw me into it because I'd be like oh this person's like a bit superior to me like it's so interesting like oh that's the bad now I'm gonna get involved here whereas now I'd be like no no I think literally like what you've said I'd say clear but if I ended up realizing that I was involved in a relationship or friendship and I suddenly felt inferior I think I'd ask myself are they making me feel like that or am I making myself feel like this because it like you said it is soul destroying like you can't do that it's draining and we're all worth so much and we have so much to give and we're all like have so much to offer in so many different ways if I realized it was me then I'd kind of decipher where it's coming from figure it out maybe take a bit of time away from them to figure myself out and realize what it is that I thought I was lacking and work on that and fill myself up you can't pour from an empty cup I think it's really important to take responsibility for it but also realize that you're being unfair on yourself like it's not a point of like blaming yourself or putting people on pedestals it happens like really easily and it's really unfair on yourself and often you don't you do I know personally I do it without I've even realized I've done it it's in hindsight I realize how much I put someone on a pedestal but I think it won't change until you take responsibility for it and you realize that actually you need to look internally to realize where that place where it's coming from what place is that coming from and the only person that can change that is you so it's like take responsibility but also don't beat yourself up for it and think that you're like really weak for putting someone on a pedestal like you're not but you also need to have take accountability do you know what i mean responsibility but also don't take any negativity from yourself yeah like you don't need it's not like this awful thing that's like oh my god i can't believe you've done can't believe you've done this i can't believe you've done this um, but you also do need to take responsibility. It can seem like a bit of a minefield, but 
I think it's just going back to the basics, figuring out what it is in you that you feel like you're lacking and filling yourself up. And if you feel insecure about something, working on those areas. I often think that you have to have a relationship with yourself as though there's another person. Yeah. Like, don't you think? Like, you have to have genuine, convers- like, internal conversations. And the way you would speak to a friend and you'd give them your time and consideration and empathy, give it to yourself. Yeah. If you feel like you're lacking, which is causing you to put someone on a pedestal, have the conversation with yourself. If that means you've got to write it out, even some people don't ever record themselves, like just speaking and then listen to it back and figure out if any of it makes sense and pick out what they keep mentioning. What advice would you give to someone if they came to you and said, I think I'm starting to put this person, like this new friend or this new partner on a pedestal? I would say you need time on your own to figure out what it is within yourself that is making you feel like you're not worthy of that person, I would say you really need to take a step back and just try and get to a point within yourself where you no longer feel like anyone, no one's too good for you. Yeah, that's such a thing. That's so, we all, like, there's so many people, I've said it before, it's there's, like, there's so many people too good That in itself. Yeah, where does this concept of league come from? Like, I kind of hate that. I don't know where it comes from. If you're happy, you're happy. They make you happy, they make you happy. Exactly. You go, baby. Go get it. But yeah, no, I completely agree. I'd say the same to someone too. I, I would just say you obviously need to look look internally for a second and see what's going on with you because if they're making you feel like you're lacking, then it's something within you, unless they're obviously forcing that dynamic and then it's not a healthy situation regardless. Mm. So yeah, I feel like we've kind of um we've just absolutely smashed, we smashed that. that. We smashed that. So guys, pedestals no more. Thank you. Next. Literally, stop the pedestals. It's it's the pedestals for me. Twenty twenty one is the year of no pedestals. Stop putting people on pedestals and then complaining when they're not that person in real life. Yeah, at me. <laughs> at me as both. <laughs> at house one of ours <laughs> but yeah love that so to what i feel like we can like wrap like up. wrapped up i feel like we've wrapped up <laughs> i feel like we have <laughs> i know yeah so um thank you for listening Thanks. as per Thanks. as per usually booze and Sorry, um a little smooth sailing for you didn't realize we were so good at the I didn't didn't realise we were like Ellen DeGeneres on our own chat show. <laughs> didn't realise we could chat for days. Didn't realise we were spitting straight facts. <laughs> I genuinely hope that you can resonate with something. If you can, then let us know. Send us a little DM on Please the Instagram page. And yeah, is it only Apple Music that, that they can do that? Yeah, should I check it and see if anyone else has left one? Okay, so it's still only me, which is a real let. <laughs> really rude <laughs> I'll post something on the Instagram page so if you're just sing on Apple Music please give us a re- give us a review boo <laughs> these guys it takes like two seconds it takes like two seconds and you have to get out trust me it takes two seconds <laughs> I've literally done it before and it takes no time at all. I'm not kidding I've done it myself we'll catch you next week and we love you. Mwah. <laughs> that was drawn out out forever. Guys, anyone's listening, your eyes are as brown as the tree trunks. If you don't understand that reference, don't chat to me. <laughs>
but yes, seriously now. It's over and out from your favourite Galdem sugar. We love you and we'll see you next week. Hit them off the pedestal. Bye. <laughs> Remove them this fucking second.